You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert from our Spring Revival. I've got something I just want to share real quick. Uh, We have some uh, guest pastors in the house and their wives and some I know and some I don't know and uh, one pastor, you're here tonight, and I met you in the parking lot. I've never met you before, and uh, he had his window down, and he hollered, and he said, Are, aren't you the pastor here? And I was almost afraid to say yes, and, uh, and then I said, yes, sir, I am, and uh, he introduced himself, and sir, with all due respect, uh, you said to me, you said, well, I pastor just a little church up on the mountain, and uh, that uh, quickened in my spirit that I want to encourage you tonight that there is no such thing as a little church. You are a mighty man of God. I have never met you. It don't matter how many people's in your church. God loves you just the same as he loves me or Billy Graham or anybody else. Do you hear me? So please don't ever say that again because you are a son of God. You are a a pastor and uh, you serve a mighty, mighty God. And I am thankful that you are here tonight. Somebody give that man of God and every other man of God and women of God in the house. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet and just thank God for those men of God that pastor and labor and work called out in the middle of the night, preach when they don't feel like preaching. Amen. All right, sit down. I don't know why you stood up. (laughs) The message tonight is Uh, What is in your basket? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. What is in your basket? Have you ever felt overwhelmed? I'm going to ask you again. I feel like everybody's asleep right now. Have you ever felt overwhelmed? Let me tell you what has overwhelmed me. There's been many things, but one is computers and the internet. And when the computers and, and all that came out, well, not only when they came out, I'm still a mess. And Pastor Carrie, she told me one of her goals was this year to tutor me uh, how to get on planning center. And, you know, uh, when computers, they say, move the cursor. I, I thought a cursor was a person was getting ready to cuss me out. I shared a little bit about that last night. And they said, well, you got to click the mouse. I thought the mouse was a rodent that you trapped. And I, I would try to move that mouse and, 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 and I, it was all over the place. And I'm still like that. I'm at home with my iPad and, and I, I'm reading a little bit and I hit something and I don't know how to get back there. And I got to get my wife for one of my kids uh, or, or staff, I, I sneak around and find Trey because I know he won't laugh at me. The rest of them do. And they say, well, uh, I just now learned how to receive an email. Bless God. If you want to send me a nasty letter, you go ahead. But guess what? I have never learned how to send a response back. So if you don't hear from me, you get over it because I don't know how to do it. It overwhelms me. I guess you could say it overwhelms me. Does anyone know the feeling of being overwhelmed? Overwhelmed when the information is too much to learn. 
just overwhelmed. I don't know what you're going through tonight, but maybe there's a lot of information. Some of you in school and you're trying your best and you're overwhelmed and it just seems like there's too much to learn. The change, maybe what you're going through is the change is too great to make. Some people don't like change. Uh, they sit in the same seats. I know where you're at every week. You sit in the same parking spot. You don't like change. You probably don't even change your underwear but once in a blue moon. Because you don't like change. And the decisions are too many to manage in your life. The grief is too deep to survive. Some will come in the house of God and, and, and you look like you've got a smile on. You're faking it till you make it, but you're grieving down deep inside. You've been through some pain. You've been through the loss of a loved one. Hey, let me tell you, we've all been overwhelmed. Maybe some feel like the mountain is just too high to climb. Can I tell you tonight, you'll climb that mountain by taking one step at a time, the same way you'll eat an elephant one bite at a time. Anybody got elephant on your menu? Hey, just keep on plugging along with God and don't worry about what the devil brings your way because my God is able to take care of you. My God is a mountain moving God. You don't always have to climb the mountain. Sometimes my God will pick you up and take you to the top of the mountain and other times, my God will remove the mountain from your life. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise if God has ever moved a mountain from your life. Somebody say, woo! Where the crowd is too numerous to feed. And that's what the disciples told Jesus. This is kind of like a Richard Simmons workout tonight. Stand with me again, if you will. Let me read to you the word of God. If you're able to stand, stand. And if not, we'll talk about you later. John chapter six, verse one through four. And before I go there, the, my pastor friend Dave asked me a couple weeks ago and the staff asked me probably a month ago if, if I had a theme for the revival and I said, not really. And closer we got to the theme, excuse me, the closer we got to the revival, the word change, and I've been sharing that every night. Change has come into my spirit, and I believe that's the theme. And I've shared, I, I, I love worship, and I love uh, preaching, and I love getting excited, and I love clapping. But when you put all that together, and if there's no change, uh, then there was probably no really reason to get together. And, and we've seen change this week, and I, I could share testimony after testimony of text messages that I've gotten and phone calls. Uh, so what, my, my prayer tonight is, God would show up in this place and change your life and you would leave a different person. That's what revival is all about, is being revived, re receiving a, a fresh uh, a spirit from God. So, so tonight, let's just pray that God would change us. In John chapter six, verse one, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him. Isn't that amazing? I'm telling you where the Lord is, people will show up. You can build a, a church out in the middle of nowhere, but if, if the presence of God is, is there, uh, you, we built a church on an old garbage dump and people here tonight been driving an hour and 20 minutes one way to get here every night this week because where the Lord is, a multitude of people will show up. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
and a great multitude followed him. That multitude may not feel like preaching tonight. I don't know if I'll get through the reading of scripture, but that multitude is here tonight and you're following him because he's touched you before. And if he touched you before, you know that he'll touch you again. Somebody give him a hand clap and a crazy shout of praise. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles. You know what he can do. You've seen it, you've seen it before, which he did on them that were diseased. I was diseased. I was a dead man walking in sin. But Jesus touched me and I know what he's done in my life. That's my testimony. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but praise God, now I can see. Do you hear me? I once was that chicken I preached about on Sunday, but I'm no longer a chicken. I'm an eagle that's mounted up. God help us tonight to fly above the ground, above the earth and get into the heavenly. We're not chickens, we are eagles. Someone put your arms out and practice your flight. Woo! I'm gonna make it here, I'm sure. Jesus went up into a mountain and there he sat with his disciples and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. Mighty man of God, Pastor Rocky Dodd, my cousin, I love you, Rocky. Pray over this word tonight. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, first of all, to let you know how much we love you and we appreciate you. And we sense your presence in the house tonight. Mm. And Father God, we ask tonight that you just begin to anoint and change us, Lord. Your word from Genesis to Revelation is all about one thing, and that's change. And God, <laughs> if we'll take your word yeah. and receive it, hallelujah, mm. and then begin to make changes to line up with it, we'll go from this place differently than mm -hmm. the way that we came in. That's right. I pray a special anointing Thank upon you, Pastor I'll Robert tonight that. to deliver the word. I pray that you guide him and give him wisdom above what he knows. I pray that our hearts, hallelujah, be open and anointed to receive what you have for us tonight. And we'll never fail to give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, amen. Bless the Lord. You may be seated. And Jesus went up into a mountain and he, and he sat there with his disciples Jesus was tired and Jesus was weary from the presence of the facing the crowd day after day. <laughs> there was a whole lot more there than what I pastor or any other man in this house pastors, but I can tell you church folk will wear you out. I got one amen. Church folk will wear you out and he sought refuge on the top of some mountain. The picture is of Jesus sitting on the mountainside, lifting up his eyes and seeing a multitude of people. 
And John actually gives us our calendar uh, bearings. Passover was a springtime celebration. And they had seen the signs uh, that he had performed. And they followed him around the Sea of Galilee. And I've been there, and what a beautiful place it is. And Jesus realized that the multitude, they had nothing to eat. Uh, and this demonstrates a concern that we can find that the Lord uh, has a compassion to feed his people. And I'm just wondering if there's anybody in the house of God that you are hungry tonight and you need some fresh manna from heaven above. My God will not let you down. He fed Elijah by a raven, by a dirty bird. God can open up the windows of heaven tonight and fill you up spiritually that you will not be hungry when you leave here. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. I need somebody to help us tonight. Oh God, we're here tonight to give you praise. We are here to give you honor. God cares for you. And I want to share in Matthew 6 and 26, behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, uh, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Aren't you much better than they are? Can I tell you, God loves every bird on the planet, but let me tell you, he's not loving them like he loves his sons and his daughters. Uh, you may feel like you're overwhelmed with what is going on, but if my God can feed every bird and every animal on the planet, my God can meet your needs. Uh, my God is in the house, we've prayed, we've fasted, we've prepared, and God will not let you down. You've made your way. You've came and sacrificed your time. You've driven from Philippi. You've driven from Tunnelton. My God will not send you out of here hungry. My God will feed you and meet every need that you have. Somebody in the house, you ought to give him a shout of praise. Ho! Fifteen thousand people. You say, "Well, the Bible says there's only five thousand." Bible said five thousand men. I can hear Pastor Wright saying, "If there's five thousand men, there's a whole bunch of women hanging around and a bunch of kids." Am I right? Woo! Verse five. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, and he saw a great company coming to him, he saith unto Philip, "Whence shall we buy bread?" that these may eat. Now listen, in this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. Verse eight, one of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad here, a lad's just a little boy, He's got five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Philip looks over this crowd, replied with no hesitation. We ain't got what it takes to face this challenge. We don't have the moolah. We ain't got the money. We, it's more than what we've got. Philip has a pessimistic faith. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what kind of faith do you have? Listen to me, a pessimistic faith sees money and human resources, and that's all they see. 
They don't see anything else. They only see what's in the natural. You and I are not in the natural once we become born again. We are supernatural, do you hear me? And my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills and it's about high time the church has a little bit of butchering going on, amen? Somebody say amen. So this kind of faith stresses the impossibility of the situation. What is your situation? Does it seem impossible to you? What is impossible to you is not impossible with God. A pessimistic faith does not see God and does not see the power of God. A pessimistic faith professes God, professes God's power, but when a problem arrives, the immediate response is to see the problem. It's kind of like when the problem, you know, the church folk, they get all excited and they dance around and they shout and the first time a problem shows up, they fold up like a $2 suitcase in a rainstorm. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? Don't fold up. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't fold up. James 1 and verses six through eight, but let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind, wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We must ask God in faith and not wavering. When I couldn't move my left side, honestly, I started to fold up like a $2 suitcase in that rainstorm. But I connected with my wife because we're bone of bone and flesh of flesh. And yes, when I'm weak, I'm strong in my weakness in the Lord, but I thank God that I've got a soulmate that is connected to me bone to bone and flesh and flesh. And she said, you are going to be all right. And my faith began to rise. So spouses, you need to encourage each other. Parents, you need to encourage your children that with God, it's gonna be all right. Do you hear me? I'm preaching to somebody tonight. You're gonna make it. It's all right. Do not waver stand firm, anchor deep, and hold on, cause God has got this. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! What is a person that wavers? It's a person who's up and down, look like a yo-yo. Up one day and down the next. Note the thrice repeated phrase in this scripture, all these people, Jesus questioned in verse five, where can we buy enough bread to feed all these people? Don't limit God by assuming. Don't limit God by assuming. We've got, in my opinion, the, 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 the greatest and, and anointed uh, board members in our church. And we had a two hour board meeting this afternoon and, and we was blessing and sending money and, and helping people. And when it was all over and I walked down the hall and Nancy, our secretary, had some things on my desk and I picked it up and it was checks more that came in for the new Buzz Henderson Center. Don't assume that God can't raise something from the ground 
down out of nothing because he is God Almighty. And when you give, I feel like preaching a giving message even though I didn't intend to. You can't outgive God. Don't get overwhelmed with the situation with your finances because my God is Jehovah Jireh and God is not a God of enough. My God is a God of more than enough. I come to preach tonight whether you all want to help me or not. I'm telling you, if you are overwhelmed, my God can take care of whatever your situation is. Would somebody just stand to your feet? If God has brought you out of depression, give him a hand clap. If God has brought you out of anxiety, give him a hand clap. If God has delivered you, give him a hand clap. If God has healed you, if God has overcome any situation in your life, give him some praise. Woo! Oh, my, my, my. I'm glad I am pacing myself. Woo! God is so good, don't assume. Anytime you assume, you will miss it. Do you hear me? Philip's response in verse seven in a newer international translation, several thousand dollars. Worth of bread wouldn't buy enough to give even a tiny bit to all these people. And if some of these scriptures tonight are not on the screen. It's not the media's fault because man, in the last half hour before church, it just started coming and I started writing things down. So listen, Andrew's idea to start with a little boy's lunch. Doesn't that sound foolish? Isn't, isn't that just ridiculous? Isn't that just, what in the world is he thinking about? In verse nine, there is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Andrew has optimistic faith. Uh, Andrew saw Christ's uh, concern, so he went around the crowd searching for some food. He gathered all the resources that he could, and what did he do? He brought them and laid them before the Lord. Uh, I pray you get that tonight, that you just give God what you've got. Uh, it may not look like much, uh, maybe nobody else brag on you, uh, but little is much uh, when God is in it. Uh, so instead of whining around and sucking your thumb all the time, why don't you bring what God has given you, you, cause my God is a God of increase. Uh, give him an increase uh, praise tonight. <laughs> Woo! My God, all these people, all this multitude, and the Lord's sitting there and he's watching. And he's watching you and I tonight. What is your version of all these people? Is it all the schoolwork that's on you? Do you feel overwhelmed? Is it all these long work days? People think preachers only eat fried chicken and work on Sundays. You ain't got a clue. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you ain't got a clue. How about what's got you overwhelmed? And I don't make light of this. How about that dialysis that you go to every week like our faithful church member, Larry Willis? Does it have you overwhelmed? I don't make light of this next. How about that depression? I don't believe I've ever really 
been depressed, been discouraged a few times. That depression, I see people and it's real. One Sunday morning, I asked people to come forward that was battling anxiety or depression and half the church came forward. It's got you overwhelmed, is it all those bills? Whatever it is, the demand outweighs the supply. Are you feeling overwhelmed? I'm believing there's a change coming your way. A lot of preachers just get up and say stuff like that. I don't say stuff like that just to, just to crank up the crowd. I believe there's a change coming some, somebody's way tonight. You gotta receive it if you want it. You gotta believe it. You gotta bring that little bit of faith to God and say, God, I need you to give me increase. I can't carry this no longer. We're living in a messed up world, do you hear me? I fasted from news. It was harder than fasting from food. Just being honest with you. And I just started back and I read some very intelligent man was on my news app today, some great genius that says he's an atheist. That tells me he's not real smart right there. And I read and he said, after great studies and research, I have come to the full understanding that there is only two genders. And I thought, wonder how many millions of dollars we spent on that great study for some blooming idiot that don't even believe, oh, I said it, don't even believe in God. I'm telling you right now, I didn't have to spend no millions. I didn't have to go to school. I already know the birds and the bees. Do you hear me? And there is only one gender. God made man from the dust of the ground. I'm on a rabbit trail. It ain't in my notes. God made man from the dust of the ground. You just a dirt bag, I say it all the time. But God reached down and formed man from the dirt of the ground and breathed into his knows uh, and he became a living soul and God did not want man to live alone and God reached into Adam's side and pulled out a rib and created woman. There is nobody else, no other genders. Uh, do you hear me tonight? We are messed up in our country. You want to identify as a dog? You can be a dog. A cat. Identify as trans slender. <laughs> Jesus help me. Identify as skinny. So you can call me trans slender. That's what I meant to say. Second, uh, somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he got to get out of that hole. He got to get out of that hole. 2 Corinthians chapter four. Listen, we, I'm being serious now. We're living in a messed up time. Messed up time. 2 Corinthians chapter four, and I'll use this scripture in one of the messages I've preached in the last several days. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Somebody say, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but. Somebody say, but. Woo, that's a big but. But. Now in despair, 
knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Give God a hand clap of praise uh, that we're troubled on every side, but brother, we got our eagle wings on and we're flying above this whole messed up world and we're looking down on a messed up world, but we're looking up for the return of our Lord and Savior. Somebody give him a shout of praise. Psalm 77 and one, I cried unto God with all my voice, even unto God with my voice and he gave ear unto me. Quit crying to everybody, quit worrying about it. Man, I battle it myself. Quit, quit, quit and trust God. His followers seen him. These people that was with him had already seen him turn water into wine. Had seen him made a lame man walk. You'd think they'd have a little bit more faith. Do you hear me? Jesus was standing right there with them. He could not have been any nearer than he was and they still didn't believe. They could see him, they could hear him, and they could touch him. Yet the idea of soliciting his help did not even dawn on them. You and I can hear him. You and I can sense his presence. You and I can feel him. But quite often, it don't even dawn on us to seek his help. We'd rather get on Facebook. We'd rather get on this site or that site. We'd rather call 1-800-PSYCHIC. But let me tell you something. Psychic is psycho. There is only one that knows tomorrow. There is only one that knows what's coming your way and his name is God Almighty. He is a sovereign Lord and he knows exactly what is coming your way and he knows the answer. Do you hear me? Get on your knees and get off of Facebook. Talk to God, trust God. Someone give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Oh, my, 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 my. My, 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 my. Listen to me. Jesus was standing right there, and I believe he's right here tonight. And Jesus went right to work. He's an on time God. I said he's an on time God. John 6, chapter, excuse me, John chapter 6, verse 10. And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves. What did he do? He had given thanks. He thanked his father for the little bit that he had. Given thanks and he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fish as much as they would and when they were filled. Would you like to be filled? Would you like to be filled? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, bless me, Jesus. I'll get my Richard Nixon gone again. Bless me, Lord. Unbelievable. Would you like to be filled? Thank you. My hearing aids are jacked up, and you just blew my head off. I'm telling you. He said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing, nothing. Oh, God, I'll just see this. 
that nothing be lost. Lord doesn't want anything lost in your life. Not just your soul, but your family, your health, your peace, your joy, your finances. You hear me? That nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above, and I underlined that before I came out, over and above. He's not a God of enough. He is a God of more than enough unto them that had eaten. He filled them up and it was enough for the 12 apostles to take home for their family or the leftovers. It's kind of like a meal around here. We feed the board today and there's enough to feed uh, the rest of the church. Uh, nobody knows how to cook for five. They know how to cook for 50, right? Listen, there is a positive. There is a positive unwavering faith seen in Christ. Christ demonstrated for his disciples the kind of strong faith that they were to have in God. Do you hear me? I don't know the full report, but India was supposed to be very critical. Nothing they could do for her. Went to Pittsburgh Hospital today, and her friend told me she called and was very excited, got good news. I don't know what it is, but it's coming down I-79. It's on its way, do you hear me? God is a God of more than enough. I don't know, honestly, I don't know. I just said, the man said, hey, she sounded very happy on the phone. You ain't real happy if you got bad news, do you hear me? Christ demonstrated for his disciples the kind of strong faith that they were to have in God. We need to follow his example. He did not stand there gripped with despair and hopelessness. Christ is our example. When you get hit by an oncoming truck, you gotta get back up. The devil will knock you down, but the devil can't keep you down. Do you hear me? Because greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in this world. When you get hit by a truck, when the devil shows up unexpected, you get back up and you call on the name of Jesus. Don't let him overwhelm you. He don't have the right to overwhelm us. Give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. He looked up. And Jesus, the Bible said he looked up and he gave thanks to God. The small supply did not matter. What mattered was that he had something. He had something. It was small, but it took Something small it took, so appreciative. He was so thankful and he lifted it up to God, giving thanks and trusting God to meet the need. God is a God of increase. No one's ever gonna tell me any different. God is a God of multiplication. God has never been a God of subtraction. Do you hear me? God added to the church daily. Do you hear me? God multiplied the fish. God is a God of increase, not subtraction. So I just believe that everything in my personal life and in my family's life is going to increase. I just believe that everything in our ministry and I pray over our staff every single day. I'm telling you I don't miss a day and I pray for their children and I believe an increase in their life. I pray over our church family and I believe an increase. You are not in a church where we're gonna beat you up and just woe is me where you are in a church that's gonna teach and preach the word of God that God wants to lift you up. God don't wanna tear you down. The devil wants to tear you down. God wants to lift 
lift you up. The devil wants to give you depression. God wants to heal you. The devil wants to give you cancer. God wants to heal you. The devil wants you to be addicted to drugs, but my God came to set the captives free and God does not want you to be addicted. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Ah, hungry. There's a difference in being hungry and hungry. These believers were hungry. And when the Lord feeds somebody that's hungry, instead of leaving hungry, they leave happy. A happy meal at McDonald's ain't gonna get it. And by the way, it used to be affordable. Forgive me, John Hebert. <laughs> forgive me, forgive me. 12 baskets left over. The impossible challenge, the impossible challenge, the impossible challenge of feeding all these people became the unforgettable miracle of all the people that were fed that is still being talked about over 2,000 years later. Whew. Only God can do that. What we cannot do Christ does, do you hear me? The problems we face are opportunities for Christ to prove this kind of point. I let it discourage me when I got sick, but it was an opportunity. And I'm not saying the devil gave me those strokes and that clack to break loose and go to five places in my brain, but it was an opportunity that God could touch me at Ruby Memorial Hospital and raise me up and after eight to 10 days, send me home. And here I am tonight, two years later, standing behind this podium, preaching the word of God. I'm glad I didn't let it overwhelm me. I'm glad I had a wife that lifted me up. I'm glad that I had a church that believed in the impossibility and in the impossible that God was able to raise not only a dead man out of sin, but a man that should have died or been in a nursing home. My God is able. Don't let nothing overwhelm you. Don't let nothing overwhelm you. Devil, you are a liar. Devil, you're underneath our feet. Woo! Come on, give him some praise. Woo! Ah, do you face 15,000 problems? Do you face 15,000 problems before you count on your own money? They said, we ain't got enough money to buy this. Before you count on your own bread or your own fish, before you count on yourself or before you count yourself out, whew, I could preach right there. A devil will knock you down and a referee in a fight would stand over you and count to 10. Huh? When you got God, he may say one, two, three, four, five, but all of a sudden, oh, you just start getting your senses back together. And you say, wait a second. Oh my goodness, Jesus died on a cross uh, and they laid him in a tomb and they counted him out. Uh, but I, 
he got up. And because I got up, uh, because he got up, I, I can't stay down. And all of a sudden, uh, the Spirit of God starts to come up inside of you. And you start and you get up, maybe you drop back down. But before the referee says 10 uh, and they throw in the towel, all of a sudden, uh, supernatural power, uh, the Holy Ghost uh, comes from above. Uh, and you got your help uh, and you can't stay down. You can knock me down, but I'm getting back up. I'll come tonight to preach to somebody. The devil's knocked you down, but you gotta get back up. You're not out. You're not out of the fight. You still got some rope of dope in you. Somebody give him some praise. Ho, ho. Ho, ho, come on, come on. Go ahead and hit me. Bang, bang. Oh, ah, woo. You people working me tonight. I got, I, got, I got to have about five seconds. <laughs> Psalms 145 and 18. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. Him. To all that call upon him in truth. Psalms 34 and 18, the Lord is nigh. You get that in your spirit, he's not. Unto them that of a broken spirit. Devil like to break your spirit. He's tried to break mine. And save as such as be of a contrite spirit. Zephaniah chapter three, verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. <laughs> oh, devil, you don't know who you're fooling with. Huh? He will save, do you hear me? I said the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. And he will save, I can't stay down. I can't stay down. The mighty God is with me. He'll save me every time. He'll save your family. He'll save your wayward children. He'll bring your prodigals out of the pig pen. He'll tick your children. He'll get, he'll get your children to lay down that crack pipe. Do you hear me? To crush that pill. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. Why would you want to go through life without the joy of the Lord? He will rest in his love and he will joy over thee with singing. Singing, singing, do you have a song? Huh, do you have a song? Christ can help you do the impossible. I believe that, Rusty. I believe that, young people. I wanna, I wanna preach to you tonight. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. God gives you a dream, you latch on to it. So I wanna give you some Bible verses to pray. I wanna give you some Bible verses to pray 
when you feel overwhelmed and it looks like it's impossible. I pray you write it down. Psalm 77 and 14, you are the God who performs miracles, God. Why don't you pray his word? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your people, your, excuse me, your power among the people. Jesus Christ is not only our Lord, he is not only our savior, he is our miracle worker. And he has done a miracle in my life, the greatest miracle that any man could have. His Holy Spirit quickened me and drew me and I knelt down and humbled myself and repented of my sins and he washed me whiter than snow and I'm not the only one in the house. You wanna see a miracle? Friend, if you're saved, you ought to look in the miracle, uh, in the mirror because it's by God's grace. Uh, if you are thankful tonight and you've received that miracle, you ought to give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Speak the word. Speak the word. Somebody say, speak the word. Pitiful, pitiful. Somebody say, speak the word. Speak it in faith. Stand with me tonight. That don't mean anything. Just stand with me. Someone come back to the platform. His word. Listen to me, come on. His word has proven to produce miracles in our lives. His word. Turn the impossible into the possible. Jeremiah 32 and 27. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. He said, is there anything too hard for me? Did you come tonight feeling overwhelmed? God says there's nothing, nothing too hard for me. Pray, you are an amazing God. Pray that to him when you feel overwhelmed. Pray, God, you are an amazing, amazing God. God, there is nothing too hard for you. And I believe that with all of my heart. Simply give him what you have and watch him go to work. Just give him what you have. Jesus took the loaves. And can I tell you something tonight? He didn't have to have that little boy's loaves. And he didn't have to have that little boy's fish. Jesus could have spoke to the bush and turned it into a buffet bar. Jesus could have spoke to the Sea of Galilee and the fish would have spewed right out of the sea. Do you hear me? Already grilled, seasonal. He didn't eat the little boy's lunch. He chose to, see, to use the single basket of this young small boy. So here's what I gotta say after all that. Maybe I should have just said this at the start and we could have went home. What's in your basket? What's in your basket? He wants to use what you give him. You say, well, all I have is a wimpy prayer and give it to him. All I have is a meager skill, just a little skill. Steve, I thought about you. You're not just a custodian of this church. You are a mighty man of God. I got a text late last night. 
from a man that you are ministering to and sowing into his life. And I want to tell you what he said about you. He said, that Steve's like a hound dog. <laughs> Don't ever think for a moment that the only thing you have is a broom because that's not true. Because you use your broom as unto the Lord everything you do. And God is using you to minister to other people. You don't have to have a podium. You hear me? You don't have to have a podium. You don't want the headaches that come with that podium. Do you hear me? Father, I pray for my, my brother, my friend. I thank you, Lord, how everything he does, he does as unto you. God, you don't miss anything that he does. And I thank you for his faithfulness. I thank you for his wife. I thank you, Lord, that you've joined them together. And Lord God, you're using them greatly. Can we show our appreciation to the man that cleans our dirt? Come on, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now listen to me. We all hurt people. And we've all been hurt. I shared a little bit last night about my past, some of my past. And maybe you're here tonight and you say, well, all I have is an apology. But it ain't much because I've heard them and I've heard them and I've heard them. If all you have is an apology, give it to them. Because that little basket of fish and bread, God multiplied and fed about 15,000 people. So if you've been offended or you've been hurt or you've hurt somebody else, just apologize, apologize. And watch what God does through that apology. Just offer what you've got. Man, I got you up a little early. All you have is strength for one step. If that's all you've got, take that one step. Psalms 121 and one, I lift up my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? And my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It's not for me and it's not for you to tell our Jesus that the gift that we have is too small. <laughs> I think about this, man. It was not my place to say to the Lord, Lord, I, I can't, I can't serve you, Lord. I, Lord, no, I can't open up a church because my gift is too small. I, I couldn't quote a verse, nothing. But all I had was a heart, a heart for the Lord and a heart to serve Him. And I said, Lord, here I am. Here I am. And I gave it to Him. And God began to grow me. And guess what? I got a long way to go. And so don't each one of us. It's not for you or I to say, Lord Jesus, no, my gift is too small. God can take a small gift and do something great with it. God used the whimper of baby Moses, just a cry to move the heart of Pharaoh's daughter. And I'm, I'm not gonna tarry long, most of us know the story and he should have been killed and was put in a basket, put in the Nile. And his whimper 
got the attention. God rescued him, and all he had was a whimper. So if all you got's a whimper, whimp it to the best of your ability. He used David's sling and a stone to overthrow mighty Goliath. Goliath comes out and he's taunting the people of God. And all of the strong ones was fearful. But there was a little shepherd boy. And he didn't have a bazooka. He didn't have a tank. All he had was a slingshot and a bag with some stones. And he said, I don't know who you are. But let me tell you who I am. I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. He could have been overwhelmed, but he took what little that he had and he slung it that direction and the stone embedded into the head of Goliath. And I love this. Uh, and Goliath fell face first. Uh, David didn't have a sword when he went to battle, but he had one when Goliath hit the ground and he took a sword. Uh, he took Goliath's own sword that Goliath stood and mocked him and threatened to destroy him. And he took that sword and he cut David's, the Goliath's head off and Goliath still is dead today. But David is in heaven with God Almighty. Don't be overwhelmed. God is on your side. God is on your side. My goodness. I got a whole bunch more, but I'm gonna quit. He used three nails and an old cross. It didn't look like much, but God took it and used it to redeem humanity. And that's why you're here tonight. And that's why I'm here tonight. 1 Peter 2 and 24, who is his own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. If you've been healed tonight, give God a hand clap and every sinner in the house that's come to Christ, you've been healed. The next time you feel overwhelmed, and I need, I need to quit, I need to quit. The next time you feel overwhelmed, I want you to remember who's standing next to you. King Nebuchadnezzar, he come out with a new law, built this image of gold, some 90 feet tall and nine feet wide. And he said at the sound of the orchestra, everyone in the land will kneel down and worship. But there was three that didn't allow it to overwhelm them. They were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they said, oh king, no matter what happens, we're believing that our God will rescue us. But even if he don't, king, make no mistake about it, we shall not bow down and worship you or any false image, any fake God, because we know that there is one God Almighty. Oh, the king didn't like that too well. And he heated up the furnace 
and he threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace. And all of a sudden, even the men that picked them up and threw them in, the flames consumed those men. But all of a sudden, the king said, oh my goodness, what's going on? We threw three men in the fire, but it don't look like three. It looks like fourth, and fourth is the son of God. Do you hear me? Oh my goodness, uh, the devil would like to overwhelm you. The devil would like to throw you in the fiery furnace, but the devil don't have the right. Just stand firm, stand on God's word. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh my, all over this house, every head up and every eye open. Be honest with me. How many's felt overwhelmed? Be honest. Be honest. Pastor Dave, come stand right here. Pastor Rocky, come stand right here. Pastor Aaron, come stand over there. Pastor Rita, stand over there. Four men and women of God. Intercessors. After people come down around and these men begin to pray, you come in behind them. All over this building, if you raise your hand, come forward. Whatever it is, come forward. You wanna pray by yourself? Pray by yourself. You want somebody to pray with you? Come, come to one of these. Come, seriously. I, 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 I preach my heart out. Not, not that people would just clap and get excited and laugh and jump up and down. I wanna see change. Change, take a step. Take a step of faith, come, come. Is your heart right with God? Are you here tonight? And there's something missing. God loves you and he, he's here tonight. He's a merciful God. He'll save your soul. What he did for all of us, he'll do for you. He picked me up, cleaned me up. He'll clean you up. If you're here tonight, I don't know if there's anybody in the house that's not saved. But if you're here tonight, Jesus is seeking. He's looking for your soul. The Bible says you can't be saved unless the Spirit of God draws you. You can't tell me you've not been drawn. Surrender. If that's you tonight, just slip your hand. I'm not gonna come to you. Slip your hand up high and say, Pastor, tonight, right here, I wanna give my life to Jesus. Is there one? Is there one in the house? Is there one anywhere in the house? And we'll say right now, Jesus, Jesus, forgive me my sins. If you're here tonight, slip your hand up. We're not gonna tarry long. We're not gonna tarry long. I see that hand, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Every head up and every eye open. I want you to pray this out loud with me, will you? Pray it out loud with me. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I ask you to save my soul, to cleanse me, to forgive me. And from this day forward, I'll do my very best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Can I welcome you to the greatest family, the family of God? the family of God. Huh?
That's right, give him a hug. Somebody give him a hug. Somebody give him a hug. Huh? Somebody will come to you with a Bible. Somebody will come and pray with you shortly before you leave. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 